friends. Welcome to episode four of the Preacher Chick podcast. You know, as the oldest of three kids and the only girl, I always thought it would be cool to have a big brother. Since I've been in ministry, I've gained a plethora. And today I talk with two who are brothers. These guys are pretty great. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. All right. I think we're recording. Oh, but we, but we should... Bub and I should just mute our microphones. No. Let you just talk and yeah. <laughs> because you think you're funny or, <laughs> or we don't got what? nothing to say. Yeah, what? <laughs> um never got, never got itinerary. So that was that was the that was on the record. Never have nothing to say. <laughs> and that is a lie if I have ever heard one. <laughs> boundaries a little bit that's all listen listen I told you I I I, Bubba wasn't on but I said right before I uh started everything I texted my my mom and dad my brothers and I said I'm getting ready to record with Bubba and Travis this thing has a lot of potential to dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) well there's some truth you don't never know (laughs) you don't never know um don't never know oh gosh so let's start with (laughs) Um, introducing yourself so um, whoever's listening can know in case they don't know who you are, um, whichever one of you wants to start, who you are, what you do, where you're from, whatever. You're comfortable sharing on that. Go ahead, Trav. Let you go first. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I'm Travis Wilson. I'm a credentialed minister with the Assemblies of God, and I'm a worship pastor at New Rivers Assembly of God Church in Maryville. And, and I am, you cut me off, Stacey. I am, I knew my cue. I had this. <laughs> I am Bubba Wilson, uh, also Kevin, and uh, I pastor at New Rivers uh, and I've been there for 13 years now um, and just glad to be here. So we all share a similar last name. We do. But only two of so us are related. Yep, and only two of them are related. Our last name. It's technically our last name. It's yes. It's oh yours by default due to marriage, which we'll let go for now. Yeah, there's two kinds but of people. No one's going to hold that against you. But the Wilson Listen, name. There's, grew, there's two kinds of people in the world: Wilsons and those that want to be. Listen, I so. grew up. I grew up a Wampler. <laughs> you ain't got nothing. You can't throw nothing. You ain't got nothing. <laughs> um, so you two, though, are brothers. <laughs> and yes. and you two are um, like, I mean, I have brothers, but you two are very much like my brothers. Um, may as well say that we're related, right? Um, For sure. Yep. So uh, I think this is kind of what I wanted to talk about first, and then we can just like let this train go where it goes um we actually have been grew up very similar to one another i mean while your dad wasn't your parents weren't like in vocational ministry your grandfather was where um, my grandfather was in vocational ministry my dad was when i was very little and then you know lay ministry uh you know so we all kind of grew up in the church that way um and i thought maybe we could just talk about what it's like being kids that grew up like that to become ministers you know, today. Um, what, what are some of the things, I mean, tell it, maybe tell your family story a little bit. 
Well, I would say personally, this is Travis speaking, that I personally was the, the slowest to come around to the call of my life than my other brothers. So I always kind of counted them as being the ones that that was their role, that was their job. And when it started happening for me when I was an adult, it was a little bit late to the party. So growing up, we all grew up the same way. Um, my parents didn't rear us to all become credentialed ministers. Our parents did not, I don't even think that was truly in their wheelhouse of thought, but they truly taught um, very grassroots basics. And uh, for me personally, it's just, it was a, I was a little late and almost 30 years old before I came into ministry. And if it wasn't for the nudging of my wife, then that probably could potentially never would have happened. But, um, but yeah, that's how I've got to where I'm at. And what about uh, you? For me, uh, for me, um, this is Bubba. Um, I think there's a benefit when you are around it as much as we were. Now, I will say one thing about, um, like for our, for myself, uh, I, we weren't around it as much as you would think because Poppy, uh, my grandpa who passed was always so far away. Mm. Um, we never really got to see him really pastor for a while in Granite and he did pastor in Granite for a while. Um, we saw a little more firsthand. Yeah of what him and grandma were, but a lot of ours came from mainly growing up in the church with our dad being a deacon. Mm -hmm. And uh, to be honest, the insight from that. Um, well, a deacon and a Sunday school teacher and a yeah. superintendent and a <laughs> like dot, dot, dot kind of a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I think really um, knowing what grandpa did, you know, um, and then growing up in something uh, that was as uh, important to us as the church and as faith. Um, I knew early on um, that that's what, what I was going to do and, and uh, do with the rest of my, my life. Um, it wasn't always easy to get there, but, you know, it was one of those things where, and I remember being told by a lot of pastors, if, if there's anything else you can be happy doing, go do mm -hmm. it. Yep. Cause if, if you can be happy at something else, then you're probably not ready for this. We tell our own yes. kids that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, really. So, yep. So that's something I. Well, I, was, I mean, I, I think what, like it's when you when you're on the inside of what what we've all been on the inside of for so long in our families that, that are that involved when it comes to leadership in the church, you you see some of the ugly parts. You see a lot of beautiful things, and you see a lot right. of amazing things. But you also do uh, kind of get a front row seat to things that um, many children are like. What are you even talking about? You know what I mean? Like it right. doesn't even phase them, or they don't even understand. It's not it's not even comprehensive you know, and within comprehension, but um, the good definitely outweighs it. But there's a reason why I think a lot of the ministers that like Bubba just said, talk to us and say, you know, back, back in the day, I mean, if they're, if, you got to be sure that your calling is your calling and not just, this would be fun because it's not how this works. Like it's not, no, we've yeah. got to know that, you know, so. I agree. I agree. I had that conversation with someone a little over a year ago. You know, just if there's anything else you could be doing, what, what would you be doing? And it was quick, you know, with an answer or response almost immediately. And I was like, then, then this isn't for you. You need to go do that. Right. Um, yeah. What about like, so you guys have, we all have kids kind of um, similar in age, but then also you guys have a couple that are older than what my kids are. So you've been through a couple of different stages in life than I've been through, but but what is it like to, you know, be in ministry, but then to have your kids and how do you keep your kids 
it's easier for it's easy for us in ministry to to I don't even probably have to finish my sentence and you could answer it. But for those listening, um, you know, if you don't know anything about ministry or what that family life is like, then um, we call our kids PKs. They're pastors' kids. They're preach they're preacher kids, right. and um, there's a lot of pressure on and, and expectation on PKs. Um, how did how have you guys navigated that with your kids? One thing I have stressed. Um, when I first took on the church, my first pastorate, which is the pastor man right now, one of the first things I told uh, the board and the people is that um, my family comes first. Um, because if I, I mean, outside of God, then my family, then the church. Because if I lose my family, I lose the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, bottom line. And so I've stressed to my own church early on, if you love me as your pastor and you want me to be here, um, one of the best things they can do is be supportive in the pastor trying to take care of his own family. Um, that will be days that I have to take off and go do things for my own family, just like they would do. Um, just yeah. being a pastor is not going to that. And relieving that pressure for my own kids. That was another big thing I had to do was, was making sure they grew up in the church uh, as a part of the church and yet not taking the weight of the church early mm-hmm. on. Um, if they would have, uh, I am blessed today. I won't, I'll never forget a few years ago, they were doing a video. I tear up now talking about it. Uh, they were in a video about uh, PKs at camp, or at, at PK retreat. Mm-hmm. And they played it at, at um, <clears throat> district council. And um, and it was all these different PKs talking about being a PK and love being a PK. And then at the end, they say, I'm an Illinois PK. I'm an Illinois PK. It was an awesome thing. And my daughters were on there. And mm-hmm. um, my oldest one, especially, uh, was talking about how much loving the ministry and watching her family in ministry, which makes her want even once the drives are even harder to follow and, and move into ministry also um, uh, and do the same things we did. And, and it was just, it was, it was good for me to know I've raised kids that don't hate the church yes. because they're dad's yes. pastor. Yep. That was the biggest thing for me, you know, uh, but it's a lot of work. Yes, you know, is. back to what you said earlier, whenever you, what grandpa used to always tell us and what dad always raises with is if you make it to heaven and you've brought all these hundreds or thousands of people with you that you've led to the sinner's prayer, but you've lost your family in the process because you weren't the man of God of your household, you've, you've ultimately uh, won, but you've lost. And mm-hmm. because, because the very first ministry that we have is to our family. Yeah. And I think that's the focus that a lot of pastors can get caught off guard if they're not careful. I know that I have. And with uh, constantly regrouping to make sure that we don't drag the kids with us every time we go somewhere uh, to go clean or to go do whatever, you know, just trying to be more cognizant of the fact that um, that's the job part of the calling that we accepted, not they didn't accept it. But I will say this, that our kids had always, always, jumped in and ran with us and it, there was a season that we went through a couple years where we did do that and they came up with us to the church on an absolute regular basis every single week to do whatever it was we were going to do um, even to this day if we're doing work construction work cleanup work whatever mm-hmm. so we kind of were in that middle place I think where we brought we did it like as a family um, I'm, a, I'm a huge proponent and I'm a, a pastor but we are pastors because I can't do what I do without her. And so without Meredith being there and without the kids. So we just kind of took a bit of a different, like a family approach, um, which hasn't always been easy and hasn't always been uh, blue either. And, um, but it is the decision that we made. And 
our kids enjoyed it. And to this day, you know, we're still serving God and still living, living for the Lord. And that's all we want for our kids. Right. And so I, I'm we're just grateful for it. So. Yeah, I feel the same way. My prayer has always been um, since entering vocational ministry that my kids, whether, whether they enter into vocational ministry themselves, that's mm-hmm. between them and the Lord, but I don't want mm-hmm. them to grow up um, resenting the ministry. I don't want them to grow up resenting sure. the church. I want them to appreciate and love the ministry and serve the church. Cause like I said, you know, my dad was a credentialed minister when I was very, very small and then wasn't a credentialed minister, but it, where we were at church, we served in any capacity. I, I can mm-hmm. remember being 12 years old and helping in a Sunday school class. I can remember being 13 years old and helping in kids ministry and being on the worship team and, and things like that. Yeah. So cleaning the church, like you mentioned, whatever, it was kind of yeah. like if, if there's a hole and we have the ability to fill, fill it, it, then you fill it at least until yeah. somebody comes along who wants to really do it, you know? Um, yeah. So... How long, I know, Bubba, you said you've been at Maryville for 13 years, but how long have you both been in, like, vocational ministry, whether it's part-time or full-time? Um, for me, it's been 23 years. 23 years. 90, 97. Uh, November of 97 was my first youth pastorate that I took. Wow. And, how you know, it was, you? it was, I was 20. I was going to say, you couldn't yep. have been... No, I was married in 90, I was married in, in uh, September, and then we had our first youth pastorate in November, and then uh, after five years, we left there to go to our next youth pastorate, and we were there for, I think, almost six years, and then from there into senior pastoring, so. And what about you, Travis? And I have been, I've um, been in ministry, again, I was late to the party, mm-hmm. but I, I've been in ministry for, um, I guess it's been 12 years, it was just right after Bubba came to New Rivers, we felt impressed to go help him, not realizing this is what we were going to end up being mm. doing. Um, we just felt like we needed to be there. It was a small church that he was trying to basically, uh, I could, I don't, it's almost like a replant. I don't know how you would call it that. Revitalize. Like a, re- revitalize. Um, it, it's more than a facelift and it's more like a grassroots boost. But I, but, I, um, I think I'll chime in on Travis here though too. I think, uh, I think, uh, though he wasn't the position a few years before that, he was also, I think, having his first experience of, of leading worship and worship pastor role a few years before that, though it wasn't official. It really started a couple of years before that. Yeah. 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 Because it wasn't official, but he was doing the job. Sure. Right. It was one of the, uh-huh. Yeah. Have we not all been in that role? it's not an official role but you are filling and you are working your tail off and you are serving and you're doing whatever you need to do and and then look where you know the lord takes you but i think that's kind of i've i've heard it said you know if you can't i think christine kane said it if you can't stack chairs you can't be in ministry you know yeah ours ours is always if you can't clean the if you can't clean the the toilet yeah (laughs) yeah you can't clean the toilets you, you you don't need to be doing this job I mean, seriously, it's, and it's not that the pastor or a staff pastor needs to be doing everything, but the, the reality right. is that if we're not willing <laughs> not to, yeah. to yeah. do And not that the church should be abusing the pastor saying, you should be the one doing, all, you know, that, right. you know, but the, the, the pastor has to have the heart for the success of the church or whatever ministry they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. 
to, to, well, you know, and to piggyback do whatever it takes. When we grew up, like I think when all of us grew up, we were in, we, we grew up through the generation where the adults around us partnered with the church and they partnered yeah. with the pastor and they partnered with the deacon boards and nobody had to think twice about there's a work day. Mm-hmm. We just had heard, you know, that they would have heard that there was a flood in one of the bathrooms and six men show up that night yep. because we've got to gut it and we've got to fix it. That's the way we kind of, the, the, the dynamic of the church was when, when we were kids. And it's unique to look at it now. And I feel like while it's still there and it's a different capacity, I feel like a lot of um, personalization has gotten lost, not from pastors necessarily, and not from people necessarily. I think it's more of a cultural thing that has somehow um, kind of turned a bit of a unique corner. And I've all, it, it, at our church, as soon as we say, hey guys, we could use some help, you know, everyone's like, what do you want us to do? Where are we going? What, where's the paintbrush? You know, it, we, we have the women show up for all the dirty days. They always want to, you know, and they're like, we're, we're like, well, we don't know what to give you to do. And they're like, can we knock down that wall? Can we throw that? <laughs> you know, so we, we have that, but I, I was, it, but we're not, Seeing, I guess, that dynamic back in the day like they did when people would second mortgage their homes to help pay for. Church today is built on a lot of attendance and not a lot you know. of servanthood. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, because of that, um, the, the pastors and staff pick up a lot more of the slack, yep. which means there are other areas that sacrifice um, in, their, in the ministry they're called to because they're overflowing into things that they probably shouldn't have to, have to worry about, but they do because um, the, the workers are few. Well, I mean, did, I grew up in small churches, so I didn't grow up in churches yeah. that had more than the pastor on staff, and maybe occasionally the pastor's wife would kind of do the secretary job, the administrator's job, um, maybe yeah. part-time, volunteer, a couple days a week. So I grew up where um, when I was old enough, well, even as a kid in kids ministry, it was always, you know, done by parents and volunteers who just had a heart to make sure that the kids were learning and growing. Um, or, and then as a youth, I grew up in churches that, again, it was parents. And um, for a while we went to church in Glen Carbon. So there were some college students from SIU that loved the Lord and loved teenagers. And for a season, we had some of them who were our youth leaders. We didn't have staff youth pastors when I was a, a teenager. Yeah. Now I know they existed because I went to camp and I saw I saw yeah. larger churches, you know, their representation, but, but for us, we just, it was all, there was always somebody there to step in and serve in that yep. capacity. And they did it, even though it wasn't necessarily their, their calling per se, but they did it because they had a heart for it. And as a teenager, um, that meant everything, you know, because I knew I, I think was that loved. Still goes on, that still goes on in this area. I think a lot, when you look at a lot of our churches, um, there's there's not a whole lot of um, uh, uh, staffers at churches that are full-time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of people that are doing this um, out of their calling, but voluntarily also right. Um, right. because it's what they want to be doing and they're just workers, you right. know, and, right. and, and some of the best leaders I've ever known are ones that have stepped into the job before they ever got paid for it. You know, yep. um, some of the best youth pastors, pastors, worship pastors, uh, children's leaders, you name it. Some of the best ones I've known have been ones that started out for years just doing it because they wanted to do it mm-hmm. and it didn't matter whether the church could pay them or not. Right. You know, and right. they just wanted to do the job 
and uh, I was going to say we we were blessed with a, with a bit of a of a, a bit of a mixed bag growing up. When we were younger, I think we had like a, a larger church that larger, not huge or massive or anything, but. Um, and then we kind of went in, we had been in some smaller churches that had just the pastor. Um, and then we've been, in, then we kind of, as we grew up and we were in our teenage years, we went to City Temple and we had Trev Mahoney as our youth pastor. And Trev so Mahoney. to this day, yeah, Trev, if you're <laughs> listening, shout out. But no, we, we would call him, I think, if I still to this day at 41 years old had to say, who was my youth pastor, I would say Trevor Mahoney. So we had multiple people that were definitely along the path that, you'd say Cindy? <laughs> no, Cindy would not claim that. You know she wouldn't. She'd be like, that's not my calling. No. <laughs> uh, Cindy was the biggest troublemaker in the youth group. Oh, let's talk about troublemakers. Great. That's a great yeah, segue. <laughs> hey, I've dealt with a couple of them. <laughs> So let's just get into the meat of Are this. Are you wanting really. names? <laughs> no, no. I don't did not to ask look any Moving further on. than the screen I'm looking at right now and the voices that are coming through the speakers. No, but I mean, we... Is Rich on one of these? <laughs> no. Now, okay, but let's say Rich, this. stand wait, up. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> we joking about uh, troublemakers, but our group that we, from like our area where we attend, um, larger minister meetings, we often joke that someday we're going to be kicked out. <laughs> someday we're going to, we're going to be the one. No, that's not the- a joke. We're foreshadowing <laughs> an event that's going to happen. And so the way I see it is we just need to make sure it's worth it. I we need to make yeah, sure that when it happens, it's good. I was going to say, I'd even make it a prophetic word, but I think even that <laughs> takes a bit of faith to make it a prophetic no, word. And this is just wisdom and knowledge. Of You're right. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it almost <laughs> happened at our last sectional meeting because Pastor and it's all Gary, just clean fun. It's never. <laughs> oh, it's 100% clean fun. I guess my whole point is, listen, my whole, the whole point, the whole reason I started my blog and the whole reason I'm doing this podcast is that I believe that we are meant for community. And I believe that we can help people connect um, and grow through faith and community. You know, that we have community that centers around faith and family and it grows from that. And the, um, I don't wanna say the older I get, but I think the the more mature I get, maybe that is the older, cause I am getting, we are getting older, right? Um, But Mm. how many people just don't have a solid community. And so I think part of what I want to provide through this is for people, maybe that will, we don't even know and may not meet this side of heaven, but can feel like they're a part of something because they engage and they listen or they read. So we may be credentialed pastors. We may be ministers and staff pastors at churches, but we know how to have fun. It would just, sure. I think, just I may think end that's up what, being called reason. from the platform one day for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be my first time. Yeah. Um, I think, um, hey, actually, you know what? At the, um, at ordination service, I got called out um, this last, this you, last this, Sunday. Oh, um, shut not, up. Not, not during service. You better cut this part out, Bubba. You <laughs> during service, like it, was, it was before. It was the practice. What? Oh, I don't care. And, um, you don't mess around. The, <laughs> I, 
I was told to sit someplace by the office manager. Oh, um, oh. We'll, we'll call her TT, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. And everybody in Listen, Illinois is like, I I'm know out. who he's talking Listen. about. Our leaders in our district don't scare me. <laughs> our leaders in our district don't scare me, but TT, she's scary. Yeah, okay, exactly. so I don't really want to take her down. <laughs> no, well, here's here's the funny story, and you know what? Love you, TT. <laughs> here's the funny she's thing. She's gonna be called TT. <laughs> <laughs> it was, right. was me, and you know what? I'll throw I'll throw a couple names out there. It was Amy Bennett and 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 Christine on one side. And it was, oh, and you know what? It was uh, Bob Evie was with me, uh, <laughs> standing on the inside. And uh, we're standing where Tracy told us to sit. And, and, and you know, when you go down, where. you don't go down alone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, you gotta make no, sure no, somebody no. With if you. I go ahead. down, people are going with me. Right. Um, I'll point fingers. Um, oh my gosh. Take a name. And all I heard was as I'm standing there trying to kind of distance ourselves because we're trying to social distance and all this with our seats. And Tracy tells us to sit here. And all I hear in the oh, microphone is, hey, yeah. Oh, I, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> TT. Uh, yeah, I, um, I hear on the microphone, hey, uh, um, uh, Ke uh, Kevin, uh, Wilson and your bunch, uh, why don't you guys down to the first row? And um, uh, brother, uh, everybody knows who was at that point. So I, uh, I went, uh, uh, I'm looking around at, at, at AB and, and Bob EB and they're kind of like, you know, and then and you know, like, AB's like, where, I ain't in this group. Hold on now, sit. hold on. This is where Tracy told us to sit. Nope, first row. So we go down to the first row, and I'll be uh, by the end of practice, we were in the second row. She <laughs> <laughs> was right. She <laughs> was right. Oh my gosh. And it was funny because each, each one of the pastors went, you know we're going to be sitting back here when it's all done. <laughs> like, oh, yep. Because then, then she came back. Guys, where did I tell you to sit? We got in trouble. <laughs> we didn't get you in trouble. He didn't yell at us. He was laughing. Oh, it's just uh, I like make sure that's that's said and out there. No, I, he's got a great sense of humor. But that is a service that oh, is special, and you don't mess around in that service. Yeah. One of my favorite services yeah. of the year. Hey, you know, I even wear a dark suit, and I still get nervous enough that even when I put my suit on and I look at it, is this dark enough? <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite was a few years ago when um, Pastor Ricky was a president oh, yeah. and he he had the dark suit on but he wore very colorful socks <laughs> and when he sat down on the platform his pant legs kind of came up a little bit and 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 a comment was made <laughs> yeah. about yep. the socks makes me so happy uh i just love it i just love it i just love it because uh, i got in trouble well i did i didn't get in trouble i didn't get called out but uh was it two years ago when um it wasn't when, I, it may have been the same year that my brother got ordained. That was last year, wasn't it? Anyway, yes. anyway. It seems so, so long been, ago now. I don't know, yeah. 2020 been going on for 15 years. I have no right. idea what you're <laughs> Exactly, exactly. But um, oh. it was when, because um, I don't want to like use last names. And I don't know if I just say Amanda, if you're going to know who I'm talking about. But Amanda was getting ordained. And it was in the rehearsal. And I was like, yay. Just like that. I wasn't even loud oh. about it. And it. I wasn't the only one either, but I knew better. I knew better and I still just couldn't help myself. And I said, yay. And, you know, of course, then the microphone came out and it was, now remember, this is not a high school graduation. I didn't know that was you. But you didn't get caught by the 
Whatever. I've it happens heard, every I've year. I've only heard one time where someone has yelled out at, at, at ordination. I didn't know it was you. You're such a liar. <laughs> liar, liar, pants. Funny. Liar. It's still talking all, about you. All the times we tease about, you know, potentially stirring up good, clean, fun trouble. To be honest, I blame Byron more than anything. <laughs> My dad. <laughs> yep. He's going to have a hard time when he listens to this. If you guys know it. <laughs> If he's, if he's minute, I'm gonna us, show you what his face looks like when he sees that. Way, he's gonna go. Hang on, let me get a screenshot. Let me get a screenshot of that so I can put that in with the. Do that again, Travis. Do that again. Oh. That's I have it. Too okay. much hair. I can't make it look like Byron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shiny Listen. enough. I can. I'm close. At our last. At our. I don't council. have enough gear to look like Byron, but I. I got. I can do it. At our council meeting last month when we were doing, taking nominations for presbyter, I, I leaned over to my youth pastor and uh, when it was for, this was for assistant presbyter. I leaned over to my youth pastor and I said, want to see my dad squirm? <laughs> he was like, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to write his name down on the nomination list. <laughs> You're the one that did And he that. goes, he goes, what, did, what is he going to do? I said, as soon as his name gets read, he's going to jump up and say, please remove my name from the ballot. And, and Cy was like, I'm in. <laughs> So we both wrote his name down, totally knowing it wasn't going to go anywhere beyond that first yes. nomination. And truth, truth, you were there. They didn't even finish getting the name out. They said, Byron, no. wah, and my dad, no. please remove my name from the ballot. I it's thought my funny. new pastor was going to have a heart. He was laughing so, he was like, you called funny it. Funny story to that. When he gave his name up, he walked back up there to pick up the ballots. I looked at him and went, what, you don't want to work with me? And he went... <laughs> No, that's what he said. No, I don't. <laughs> He's seen enough. He's exposed to plenty. Oh my gosh, my dad. And, and then when we were leaving, he was like, I can't believe my name. I said, well, you know, just for transparency. He's like, that was, that was me. And he's like, what? And Cy goes, I played along too. And my dad was like, what is wrong with you? And I said, we thought it would be funny. <laughs> you know, and it was, here's the so... thing. Everybody could vote for Byron. And it wouldn't matter. They'd say, hey. This is nomination ballot. We have a, we have we have we actually have we an have election. Byron Wampler, and he'd go, nope, nope. take my name off. <laughs> he totally would right now. I don't know if he would. Mm. I don't know if that would change when he retires from his job job, or if he were you know like if he were on full time at the church. I don't know if that would change or not. But it, man, listen, it was just a nomination. You know, it wasn't well, like a real is, election. And I had to. I had to do it. I had to do it. How long is 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 Moses going to wait before he retires? <laughs> Um, he retires at the end of January. I was going to say, I mean, I know these guys were, you know. Yeah, building, hammering the nails on the ark. I don't know. But no. Yeah, I know. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So anyway, it was just one of those good, clean fun, right? Except that even then, you know, this we've got a horse race and Bubba had to make a comment. And then I, <laughs> I I'm the one I'm the one that Pastor comes over to and, and he's like, Now you know I wasn't calling you. I know you weren't calling me a horse. <laughs> Bubba started that. <laughs> this is the kind that, of the yeah. squirming alone with that was the best thing I've ever seen. Like with that moment Pastor. that happened right there on the front row, that little under the voice. I really am apologizing. I didn't mean to make it sound like I was calling you a horse. I thought I was going to die. I, I felt so it. bad at that point. I was like, oh, that's been one of my favorite things I've seen. 
<laughs> it's just, Pastor, I know you weren't doing that. I didn't take it that way. Well, some people in this room, it's a Bubba, who cares? Yeah, and he looked over his shoulder. I knew what he was saying. <laughs> He's just like, some people. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, or how about, was it uh, two, last year? No, was it last year at district council? When, or was it at, yeah, I think it was last year at district council when we were all sitting on that one row. Um, I don't remember what night it was, but it was my mom and dad and me and you two and Rich and Pastor Phil and Renee walked by and they both were like, eh, nah, this is, this is not going to work. <laughs> I'm like, well, so far so good, but you, you got us. Yeah, well, I have a, I have a pretty good feeling that if Renee could get away from Pastor Phil for long enough, she'd be in our group. Yes. Renee's a hoot, but so is Pastor Phil. And she'd be Renee. brought over to us. You know who would bring her over to the Anne. group? Anne. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pastor Gary. People are jealous. They see our group, and everybody else is bored at these, some of these things sometimes. They're looking at us going, what, what, what? what? That ain't what a lie. Fun with? That ain't a lie. <laughs> oh. hey, we are the life of the party. <laughs> I mean, we know that. If anybody oh, sits gosh. around us long enough, they know that. That's why A.B. and Christy try to find us all the time. That's right. Well, that's why they sat by me and at the ordination service, and and Christy looked over and went, "This ain't gonna work." <laughs> and, <laughs> like, well, I was here first. <laughs> you came and sat by me. You get what you get. <laughs> She's right. like, "Well, we're not gonna get in trouble. We already got called out once. It's not gonna happen again." <laughs> mm, except that <laughs> Pastor Phil can tell you, lightning does strike strike the same <laughs> the same spot oh, more yeah. than once. So <laughs> that's not a guarantee. <laughs> That's yeah, not a guarantee. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there are, we can keep going, but there are like four things that I'm going to ask everybody that, that does a podcast episode with me. So we'll just start with the first one. Um, I like, I'm, I'm an entertainment junkie, whether it's books or audiobooks or um, movies or TV. I, 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 I love it. So I don't know if you love it or not, but what are you listening to or watching right now? And it doesn't have, it can be faith-based, but it doesn't have to be faith-based, but keep it clean. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't need to get in trouble about this podcast. Um, or this, I'm not looking this to poster. sink anybody's ships, okay? Um, one of my favorite things right now is I, it's, Amanda just not long ago bought into the Apple Music, so we get all the free music, mm-hmm. you know, for the month. What I like to do is, what I enjoy is I, I just plug in um worship essentials and it brings up like the top 100 worship songs at the time and the list is always changing and i find that pretty neat because even some ones that i used to listen to that they're being regenerated and now they're popular again and and it just so i love doing that to hear where the new stuff's going some of the newer cool stuff some of the stuff that they've redone some of the old stuff and and so I enjoy that. It's just kind of a mixture of, and trying to keep myself up with, with what's happening. Um, but that's on my, on my faith side. I really enjoy that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a, a person that when I finally get to sit and watch TV, well, one, I love my sports. Um, so this year was kind of a drag as far as entertainment, as far uh, as that went. That's uh, true. Um, Yay, 2020. Uh, yeah, yeah, horrible. Um, but uh, usually it comes down to, I don't like, I'm, I've gotten stuck where I don't like watching an episode of something and then, um, waiting another week to watch it. I like to, when I can finally sit down to watch, I want to watch it. Binge first, it. You, you want know? to binge it all? Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I know I can't sit down and binge it all at one time, but mm-hmm. if I actually have a chance to watch a few episodes, I always sit down and watch a few episodes of something. Um, and to be honest, One Guilty Pleasure, The, the Masked Singer, I, I do like that. <gasps> we we watched it. We watched last night's episode right before this. Yeah, I haven't been able to, to catch it this year yet, so I'm going to go back and binge the whole thing. Um, I'm only three episodes uh, in yet, so you're good, but... Yeah, yeah, so I've got time. Um, so that's one of the ones I, I you know, I, I, I really enjoy that. I'm a, I'm a, I really like documentaries and I really like, um, uh, before I, I dumped, before I dumped Netflix, I watched the, that new Sherlock Holmes. <gasps> Enola. Is that yeah. one, the movie, the Enola yeah. about his sister? Yeah. Uh. yeah. You know, I enjoyed that, but I, I'm a guy that likes some of the, the, the documentary Wait, types. Wait, some of the Enola? Yeah. Enola Is that what Holmes. you're talking? Yeah. Oh, it's so no, wait, good. That's the name is Enola. Yeah. You have to alone spelled backwards. It is so good. It is a family friendly. You don't have to worry yeah, about it anything. Is it is so cute. It is so good. That's yeah. legitimately funny. It's a fantastic yeah. film. Fantastic. So I catch, I catch stuff like that. I really like it. Um, I do like a lot of documentaries and I like a lot of, um, I call it more like real reality, not like the survivor and stuff like that, but, but true, um, um, like survivalist shows. I do like those. Um, um, uh, and you know, if you honest conspiracy theory and, and Chris, like, like Bigfoot and things, I like that stuff too. Oh, Lord have mercy. Me and Donnie. You and Donnie. Yeah. Yeah, but Gosh. that's not a not really because he doesn't think it's a conspiracy theory. No, Donnie. No, Donnie does think that there's conspiracies behind Bigfoot. I, meaning like but he, does he thinks, think it's real yes he believes he's real but he believes that this is all kept underground like by the fbi and the u.s government i mean my own daughter now says she wants to go to lake uh obichobee all the oh all my the, uh, gosh all the all the most ufo sightings and all that yeah i can't even she wants to go she wants to go uh Listen, I got work. naps. I don't be going out to places like that. <laughs> she wants to go camping. I don't need to see that man. At, no. at the Bigfoot Friday, Mm-mm. the most popular Bigfoot Oh, no. Do you know, there that. are, that like, awesome. Donnie tells me there are, like, Bigfoot excursions you can go on um, oh, yeah. all around the country. And there's one in Colorado, and he really wants to go. And um, I think, like, his nephew, our nephew wants to do it. And we, Abby has said, you know, she wanted to do it, your daughter, Abby. And We've got other friends that were like all in and Ty and Noah are like completely in on this. And Colby was like, nope, I'm going to the beach. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm going to the beach. I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, funny. That's my entertainment stuff. I'll let you get back on track. I, no, that's yeah, all right. That's, what about you, that's Travis? That's right, okay, so I, Listening to my thing, everything. I like to watch, I like to watch The Voice. I like to watch anything from any country I like to watch different reruns. I YouTube it constantly and, and watch different auditions for The Voice. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my guilty pleasures. And uh, specifically, if I can find more of an obscure song that was used for an audition and done well, that uh-huh. intrigues me. But I love music. But I love to listen to worship, like Pastor Kevin said. I like to listen to Bubba, what did I say? Yeah, I like to listen to worship. Oh, no, I, I stopped listening for a second. But I also like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Turn your hearing aid up. I like the Clark. I like to listen to um, gospel music, like the Clark Sisters. Um, I think that that's always a guilty pleasure of mine. When it comes to shows, I love Chicago PD, Fire Med. Love, love, love watching those shows. NCIS. Those are good. Um, 
what I'm reading, though, is this book here. See, look. The Bible? Oh, no. Lead to uh, we're going to just assume follow. we're all reading the Bible. You better be reading your Bible. That's not what so, I said. It's I not know. the Bible. I'm Lead so others Bible. can no, follow by we're, Dr. Bradford. Love yes, Dr. Bradford. Bradford. And I can tell you that I'm only in the first chapter and I can't seem to get out of it because I have to keep going back and rereading it oh. and marking stuff up. So it's a very interesting read that has been a good challenge for me. So, um, but yeah, other than that, I could pretty well just, you know, take a nap every chance I get. That's how I like to spare, use my spare time best I can. Yeah, we got pictures. We I, I, do like, I do like watching uh, YouTube stuff of political stuff. Uh, I do. Have, I do have a few favorites, like the Hodge twins, the Hodge and twins, and I don't even know who that is. I, I don't can't. know who that is. I can't do it. I can't. You haven't seen. The, you haven't seen the Hodge twins? The Hodge I twins? have. Yes, me. No. Don't judge me. Oh, he has they it. are fantastic. They are fantastic. They are so fun. I do. So fun. I've never even heard of them, but oh, they're great, Stacey. You'd love them. They are funny. funny. They're big guys. They sit like this. Yep. <laughs> Side by side. And they're very they're very sarcastic about a lot of stuff and they're funny. That's what makes it so fun to watch. Who are they? They're called the Hodge twins. Hodge. Called, they have a couple different handles. It's the, the the I think there's the Hodge brothers, Hodge twins. Um and okay. so I'm, not, I'm not looking it up right now. I mean, no, they are and I mean I'm not saying I'm gonna watch it either, but I'm just saying I'll I wrote it down. Um they're a fun watch. What is your favorite scripture and your favorite worship song and why? I know it's hard. It's hard. That, I listen, always, wow. changes, that always changes for me. Do in you, the season that I'm in. Do you ever listen? Have you ever listened to the relevant podcast? Um, no. Not in a while, but yes. Okay. So this, this last week there was an episode and they talked about, was it on the relevant? No, it wasn't. It was the worship leader probs podcast which if you don't listen to the Worship Leader Props podcast, especially you, Travis, I think you'd love the Worship Leader Props podcast. But no, it's I talked about it in the last episode and I don't wanna just get into it, but they have a segment, first of all, just quickly, they have a segment called um, Prayer Concerns or now they call it online or streaming comments or something. Holy smokes, laughed so hard. But this, this past week's episode, they talked about, they went through like, what's your favorite... Um, worship song from the 90s what was your favorite worship song from the oh, wow. uh, 2010s what was mm. your favorite or from the 2000s what was your favorite worship song from the 2010s and it was kind of cool like like songs that I'd even kind of forgotten about from the 90s like shout to the lord came out in the 90s you know we got to remember that or you know songs from delirious or stuff like that so anyway I don't it doesn't matter what era you pull yeah. from but let's just say like like if you were to turn on worship music right now what would be your go-to song Because, mm. like, listen, I have a spot. Make on my Room by Jonathan McReynolds. Make Room. Um, for me. Make Room by Jonathan Mc... I think it's Jonathan McReynolds. Now that I've said it now out loud, I'm not sure, but. Okay. Look it up. Well, you can correct it if it's not, but what about, what about you, Bubba? What was yours? Um, I've got a couple. Gardens to Graves is, mm -hmm. or Graves to Gardens is one of my favorite. Um. Uh, Lord Sin Revival by Hillsong um, is is on my playlist right now. Um, I could go through a whole list, and, and it's always seasonal for me. It's whatever I'm 
Raise a Hallelujah is one that's always my playlist. And some of that is sentimental and some of it is truly just mm -hmm. a prayer. I just, a constant prayer, you know, so um, those, um, as far, far as scripture goes, um, um, one of my favorites, I always, and I think more of it has to do with right now with the season that we're in is with, with the family and the boys and stuff is, uh, I know the plans I have for you, you know, to, to prosper. And, mm -hmm. and I lean on that sometimes when everything else is, you know, is this right? <laughs> I just got to remember, um, he has his plan for me and I'll, I'll just, I'll trust him with this plan. Mm -hmm. uh, cause he's better than I do. Um, so that's, that's one of the ones I, I think a lot. And again, it, it, it changes from time to time, you know, but that's one I hang on to uh, quite a bit. Yeah. I would you? say Deuteronomy 31, six to be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord goes before you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. I feel like that's probably it. For those of you who don't know me that well, don't realize that maybe I'm loud and like to talk, but I am um, a fairly insecure person about a lot of things. And one big thing that I'm insecure about is um, uh, my calling. And it's not that I'm insecure that I'm called. It's that I'm insecure that I'm doing my part mm -hmm. in my calling. Am I doing enough in my calling? So for me, that scripture is something that I have to hold on to because it's, no matter what, just be courageous and keep, you know, taking those steps and doing the things that seem uncomfortable. Um, if the Lord's leading and the Holy Spirit's guiding, you just go and just kind of let it happen. And that kind of gives me the strength that I need to continue to push that aside. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if you watched the um, ordination, ordination, uh, ordination service this last uh, Sunday. I tried not to. What Brother Griswold no, kidding. I watched it. <laughs> I watched what, what, what Brother Griswold brought. Um, in his message was just, um, I think he did a fantastic job. And when he, when he tied in the idea of resumes and one of the greatest resumes was one of, uh, um, John that said, um, a man sent by a man sent by God, um, was just awesome. And then it led into, uh, an even greater, basically an even greater statement is when the obituary can be greater than um, the resume. And John's was, after John's passing, when Christ said, truly, I can tell you, there's been no man born greater than, than John. Um, and it was, he just did a phenomenal job. And it's just, those moments make you think, okay, that's, that's pretty cool. Cause it's another charge of, I want that said about me. Yeah. a man sent by God, you know, mm -hmm. so it's those things like that, but then other people speak to me, they go, okay, I'm gonna hold on to that one for a while. Yeah. You know, that's good. That's really good too. Well, I've, I've heard people, um, talk about how, you know, they don't really know that God speaks or they've never heard God speaks. They're not sure if he really does, but I believe God speaks. Um, I believe he's always speaking to us if we're listening, but I believe he speaks to us in ways that are unique to us because he knows us individually yeah. and uniquely. So how does God yeah. speak to you? Um, I find two, for me, uh, two main things. One is uh, music. Um, and it doesn't even have to be worship. Sometimes it's just something, a line of a song will just take me. Um, um, I guess sometimes it's comedians, to be honest with you, that sometimes that helps because uh, a really great speaker who's also a really great comedian, but also has that Holy Spirit depth um, 
Patsy Claremont is somebody I think of. She's hilarious. And then she just brings it right on yeah. in and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that juxtaposition of emotions, I love. Um, I would say that's probably one of the biggest things. But the other thing for me would be children. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I love to work with kids so much because I feel like um, it's just like, it's like opening up a portal. It's like opening up, um, it's opening up into this abyss of unknown behind their eyes that they don't know because they're so innocent still and don't understand and you hear them talk and you, and, if you, and you can really listen to them and it, it really changes me and it causes me to really go inward and reflect and uh, rethink things honestly yeah. um, and challenge me to grow uh, in my spirituality. Yeah. I think, I think it, it, for me it depends on where I'm at in my communication with God. Um, uh, how close I am, uh, because usually the closer I am, the more times I hear him, um, the more often I hear him because I'm in tune better and it comes in multiple ways. Um, like Trev said with kids, uh, I, I, it was, a, I just preached on this Sunday. Um, my boy came, one of my boys came home, Mason came home three weeks ago from children's church, uh, and they were doing armor of God. They were learning about the armor of God. And Meredith was just teaching them away about the armor of God. And they came home with these hats that were made um, that were their helmets of salvation. And they kept saying, this is my salvation. It's my salvation, you know, and <clears throat> it's my helmet. And so they were all just excited. And at lunch, Mason was still wearing his. And he, God forbid, he would sit down on his rear end at the table. He was on his knees and kind of standing. And he leaned over and, his, and it fell off. His helmet fell off. And he looked at me and he goes, dad, my salvation fell off. (laughs) And I sat there and it was just a moment of God. It was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Because it was where I was at with God. It was an instance of how often is that spoken? And I remember thinking, God, I hope that's the only time he makes that prayer of Mm -hmm. dad. My salvation fell off. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh. So it, it's times like that. And I also found that, find the closer I am, uh, the more emotional I am. And, and I'm not really an emotional guy all the time. But when I'm really close to God, man, he tears me up. I mean, I, it, it can be a worship music. I mean, it can be a TV show that's got nothing to do with God, but has a message in it. And I'm just like, okay, I can't watch this anymore because I'm going <laughs> to cry like a baby. And I, they're not going to grab my notebook. I got a so, sermon coming uh, to me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit here and cry with my kids watching Togo or something. You know, I'm not gonna do it. And so I'm. I'm what? Like, nope. It's an emotional movie. It is. It is. But it's just that thing to me. It's like, eh. But I can find that usually there's those times that God speaks to me. Usually, the closer I am to Him, the better I hear Him. Yeah. And so it's never that audible voice like it's my dad talking to me from the other room or my wife yelling at me from the other room or, you know. But sometimes there's truly well, and I think we miss this sometimes. I remember growing up. I had a I had a pastor. Might always say, you know what? When that when that voice inside you, and you know you hear it because it's that voice that says, you know, should you really do this? Mm-hmm. And or, should you say this? And when you feel bad about it, that's God. Yeah. You know, and we forget that sometimes that 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 word we throw around of the the, the conscience that we have. Um, sometimes we we give it too much to our conscience and not enough uh, the Holy Spirit. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, that's doing that, that talking. So um, usually it's the, the voice of kids. It's, it's, it's worship music. It's, it's my own word. It's the scripture, you know. Yeah. Um, it, a lot of it comes down to how well am I communicating with God on whether I'll hear him or not. You know, uh, am I close enough to be able to hear that? Or am I hearing all the noise of everything else? I only get glimpses now and then. So. Well, that's good, though. Um, the last question I have. And I, I don't know how long I'll ask it. I don't know if I'll tweak it and ask it in a different way. Um, but what do you know about God today that you maybe didn't fully know or, or recognize you knew before COVID-19 hit? <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> you could have given you know us what? these talking points beforehand. Jeez, well, though. actually, I've, I just, I've done just, that with everybody else. I don't know why I didn't give it to you guys. <laughs> well, I know why you didn't give it to us. Because this is exactly what you wanted to do. To, no, uh, to it's do not. Because actually, as you were talking and wrapping up your last one, I was like, I really should have done this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for me, I think, and please don't take this out of context, I think I've learned the importance of a um, a community-minded church, if you will. A, a um, I was talking to a few pastor friends of mine that pastor very large churches, and their biggest fear coming up in the next year, two years, is that they're only going to get a third of their people back. Hmm. And I'm looking at it going, if I knew I was going to get a third of my people back, I'd be freaking out right now. <laughs> Because when you have a when you have a church that is, um, like any church, and you're running and you're doing things, and and it, and it costs, and there's the expenses to doing ministry, and you've been doing it this way for so long, and all of a sudden, two thirds of your people are gone. Yeah, that's really going to affect your church. Right. Right. And then, and then a lot a lot of your smaller churches, they're getting 60, 70, 75 percent of their people back relatively quickly and i think the biggest part of that is the the, the real connections um and, and and i mean they're in big churches too don't get me wrong um, um but I, I i i'm amazed at um just the weird season that we're going to be in and the way we're going to have to change what we think or how we think church is going to work mm-hmm. It's going to push small churches to do things they haven't done. And it's going to push big churches to do some things they haven't done. Because we're moving into areas that we're just not, I mean, um, and and one thing I've learned about God in all this time is uh, for, for me personally with our church, uh, worried going into it when they shut us down, when we had to shut down for a little while and go without and, and people not coming to church to come off our next business meeting and realize that we've actually had one of our better years we've ever had um, in the last few years. It's like, God, I am so, it makes it the reality of, you know, you you always hear the old timers talk about, you know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he owns the, you know, and you're like, okay, you know, it's old. But when you live through that also, it's like, okay, you know, um, this is yours. It's not mine. Yep. And, And you've got this. And, this this will not survive this won't thrive because of me this is going to thrive because of you yeah and all i got to do is listen 
you know. Yeah. Um, if I had to say, I, there's a couple things that just kind of come to mind. One is that he's way more patient than I am ever going to be um, with me and with this world and us as just the human nature and just everything. He's just clearly got, uh, he, he defines that if never before, he defines it now for me. Um, but one of the big things that I think of is he doesn't change. And specifically, I think of Psalms 1830, where it says that as for God, his way is perfect. And so for me, I, I, what I think more than anything is the, that where, where we're at and what we've all had to go through to get to this point, COVID and the whole mess. But the reality is this, that he doesn't change, that his ways yep. are perfect. And that was before, and that will be after, and that will be in 20 years from now, yep. his ways are perfect. And I don't have to understand them, but I do have to reverence that and, uh, and, and just, you know, accept it to a degree. But also, I think it's actually reassuring, honestly, that no matter what happens, that we know that this is, it's okay. You know, it's like, it's something that we're walking through, but it's not the end. We've read the book. Yes. We can read the back of the book and see how it's going to end <laughs> it's going to you know it's not going to be with the coronavirus you know it's just like there's not that it's not a piece of the puzzle but um you know i don't i don't i don't fear and i just think it's really interesting and it's to, to just look in what we're going through and that god just really um sustains all of us through it even those of us that don't even call god our father our abba and mm -hmm. that they he still sustains us that's good that's just that reality that that our God doesn't change because of circumstances. Right. You know, he's the yep. same yesterday, today, and forever. So good, isn't it? So good. Yep, he's sure. a good, 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 good God. That is for sure. Well, anything else you want to talk about that we didn't talk about? No. I'm um, hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I ate already, so I was not hungry. I'm not I either. Didn't eat. I was waiting for... I was waiting for Meredith to get home, so she just went to get dinner, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, then, let me, let, let me do this. Uh, thank you for doing this, because um, I am, you know, learning this. I really feel like I'm just being obedient and kind of sure. um, just doing what I feel like is the next right thing kind of thing, and yeah. like I already said, I just want this to be a place where people can find community and people can make connections and, and, and do that. So I appreciate it. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll have to do this another time and bring a few more in and just kind of do a, a ministry round. We should bring our group in. We should, we should our totally group. bring our group in. Lord have mercy. We'll, I mean, have, to, we'll have to expand. Do you think Byron can work technology? Like the he debate, we're going to need a moderator. <laughs> we'll get the fly. Yeah, like the, like the debate, we're gonna need a moderator. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, we're right, also right. gonna need a we're gonna need a stool for Richie. So. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> All right. Wait, let's invite Laura and not Richie. Sorry, go ahead. Let's what? invite Laura and not Richie. Oh my word! You guys are. Killing Wait, tell me, me when you post this, right? I need a little bit of a warning before you post these things. <laughs>
Oh, thank you.